who was the greatest draft pick in Minnesota Vikings history? We answer that on today's Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm Sam Ekstrom of the Ron Johnson Show and the Minnesota Football Party. That's Luke Inman, also on the Minnesota Football Party. And draft guru, by the way, if you're watching this on Thursday, round one of the NFL draft tonight. So what better way to commemorate it than to rank our top five Minnesota Vikings draft picks of all time? 62 years of drafts, Luke Inman. We're going to try to boil it down to five draft picks. I don't know how we did this. It was an impossible task. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make every moment more at FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Locked On. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Inman, this was so difficult. I'm curious how you went about constructing your list because, man, this was not easy whatsoever. I mean, there's so many good picks to choose from here, Sam. I think ultimately what ended up separating these top five guys from some other big names who are really tough to leave off the list for me is A, the guys who stuck around in purple for the long haul, and then B, maybe the success that player brought to the team as far as just wins and losses go and helping the Vikings go on a deep playoff run. But to your point, man, I highly encourage folks at home Try and make your own top five list of this. Comment it down below because I got to say, out of all the top five rankum shows we've done so far, this was by far the most difficult to put together. And I think you're right. It comes down to each person's perception and the criteria you place on what a successful draft pick means to you because there's a lot of different directions you can go. A lot of times when we do these rankings, number one is fairly anticlimactic because it's mm -hmm. kind of obvious. Here's a little tease. Your number one is not in my top five, and my number one is not in your top five. How crazy is that? Let's get started. Uh, Luke, you're the guest on the show. We'll give you the first crack at it. Number five, top Vikings draft picks ever. Before I get to five, can I throw out an honorable mention? That's how tough this list that, was. This is how insane yeah, that's this fair. list was. Such a tough task. I had to put two of the best offensive linemen, not just for the Vikings, but in the entire NFL history in my honorable mentions. Ron Yeri, number one overall pick. Vikings get a Hall of Fame tackle for 14 years, which is just insane. 14 years there, Sam. Six straight all-pro seasons in a row from 71 to 76. Think about that. I was trying to think about, you know, today's day and age. There isn't a tackle in the league right now that has been voted to an all-pro for six straight seasons. So when you pick number one, you can't miss on that pick. That'll set your franchise back five, six years. They nailed that pick. And then switch inside to guard. 20 years later, they snipe Randall McDaniel with the 19th overall pick. 11 of his 12 seasons, the only season not his rookie year, this man was a pro bowler. That is just absolutely insanity. Seven-time All-Pro. And again, two of the best offensive linemen to ever play the game in the history of the NFL. Those are my honorable mentions, Sam. So, I mean, good gravy. This was such a tough list. I'll give you number five on my list. 
with the seventh overall pick in 2007. Despite, by the way, just watching Chester Taylor rush for over 1,000 yards, despite being pressured by everyone to pick Brady Quinn and Ted Ginn, the Vikes take Adrian Peterson, goes on to become one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, wins an MVP as a running back, which is just unheard of in 2012, literally puts the team on his back with a below-average quarterback at best with Christian Ponder. That's how you know this guy was one of the best to ever do it at his peak. And again, why I love this pick so much is because everything on paper said, you don't need to draft this guy if you're Brad Childress. You already got a running back. Go get the quarterback. Go get the wideout. But they stay true to their board and draft the best player available. And I think it's one of the great lessons in why teams should always draft for value and talent over need. Because you might just talk yourself out of a Hall of Fame guy who gave the Vikings so many incredible Sundays throughout his career. Mm -hmm. One of the best running backs to ever do it. And one of the top five greatest draft picks in Vikings history in my eyes. Yeah, prime Adrian was a joy to watch. And sadly, there aren't going to be too many more Adrians. Nope. You know, there there is the occasional Bijan Robinson, maybe, who's who's a, a highly touted first round pick, but there's not going to be a many more running backs that stick around for a decade and have the impact that Adrian had. He's kind of one of the last of his kind, especially with his skill set, just uh bruising, battering ram running backs that just motor through defenses. It's kind of a lost art and a lost uh, preference of today's front offices. Yeah, some guys had the speed. Some guys had the size and strength and toughness. AP was a freak because he had both. Nobody has both. But AP did. And you're right. Not only the longevity in today's new pass happy league, are you going to find a running back on the same team for 10 years? But to be able to get that guy 20, 25, sometimes 30 carries a game consistently, you're right, Sam. We won't see that again, maybe ever. Yeah. Just a peek behind the curtain on my process. So I went through every all 62 drafts or whatever it is, and I just wrote down any name that popped out to me. And I ended up with about 20. On my list. And from that 20, I narrowed it down to five. Some of the ones that didn't make the cut for me, uh, Peterson actually did not make the cut for me. Very close. Randall McDaniel, like you mentioned, didn't make the cut. Scott Studwell, I was pretty torn on. That mm. was a ninth round pick that they cashed in on. Uh, Stefan Diggs, an honorable mention for me. And, and part of my rationale was A, if guys didn't stick around too long, I typically did not give them the benefit of the doubt, like Diggs, who got dealt. Um, and then what was the pick somewhat difficult to make in the sense that, like, was it a later round pick? Were there a lot of red flags that they had to look through to get the guy? Um, if it was like, I think you said Yeri, number one overall pick. I guess in my, and it's a great pick. It's a wonderful pick. You couldn't afford to miss on it. And yet, in my brain, it was, well, that was still, you had everybody on the board. It was a fairly easy pick in the sense that you knew you were going to get a great player. So I kind of was torn between choosing great players versus, like, great value. Um, mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. informs my number five, Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin is kind of the definition of what you hope for when you draft someone in the mid-rounds. You develop them for a couple of years. You increase their role. They go from a, a special teamer to a backup to a starter to a star. Um, and Griff Griffin was at times a superstar. And he matured during his time in Minnesota and obviously dealt with his demons later in his career. And, and, and it didn't end very well for Everson. And, and we wish him the best health-wise. But 
for 11 years in the NFL, he was a beast. He was a fan favorite. He had 80 sacks in Minnesota. Just one of those transformational guys that you saw groomed from a fourth-round pick, kind of immature, to a locker room leader and a culture setter in that locker room. I love the Griffin pick, which was a fourth-round gamble on a guy from USC who, who a lot of people thought would have issues at the next level. So, so that actually cracks my list at number five, Everson Griffin. I respect the fact you're taking the value approach here, the value mm-hmm. avenue. I'm a big draft guy, and it comes down to value for me. Love that you called out Everson Griffin. Just a steal, a diamond in the rough in the fourth round. You talk about him on special teams. People just assume he was getting down and dirty in the trenches on special teams, right? No. He was a gunner, a punt gunner. That's how athletic this guy was, even at 265 pounds coming out of USC. So Everson Griffin, great call out. One of the great Vikings. And and it was a tough call, too, between him and Robison and Daniil Hunter. You know, a fourth-round guy and a third-round guy. I went with Griffin over those two. Who you got for number four, Luke? Number four on my list, a staple in the Purple People Eaters era up front, Mr. Carl Eller. Fun fact. He was actually drafted by the Bills in the AFL draft with the fifth overall pick and the Vikings in the NFL draft with the sixth overall pick. So they almost didn't even get him. And it's crazy to just think about how much different Vikings history would look without him. 15 years in Minnesota, which is something, again, you just will never see in today's day and age anymore. Hall of Famer, 130 and a half sacks in purple, five-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, and of course, was just a key piece for all those Super Bowl runs with the Vikings in the late 60s and early 70s. Yeah, that's a great pick. That's a great player. And I, I think that part of the reason that this was a tough list to create, Luke, is that you know you you and I, we, we only know about the Purple People leaders, the, the older school Vikings, sort of by their reputations, by things we've read. Um, there's not a lot of highlights about them, and we just didn't get to see them play. It was a different era, so it's hard to know the true impact of some of these guys, but Carl Eller, it's without a doubt, you know that Carl Eller uh, was an absolute beast in his era. Um, And you really could have gone with any of those kind of Bud Grant era, Super Bowl, um, you know, appearance guys on that defensive unit for the Vikings. So I respect the pick entirely. I'm going to go offensive line with my number four. Um, And we're not going to talk politics. We're just going to talk football. Matt Burke. Sixth round pick center who went on to play about 15 years in the NFL. And he had some great years at the tail end with Baltimore, won a Super Bowl. I think he played four years with the Ravens. Um, should have won a ring, uh, should have won a ring with the Vikings in 98, obviously. Uh, here's the best way I can grade Matt Burke. And it's tough to quantify offensive linemen until the PFF era, right? Because all we have is, well, how many games did they start? That's, those are all the stats for offensive linemen up until PFF. That gave us actual stats. So Matt Burke is graded back through 2006. He has seven seasons where he was graded by PFF. Got an 80 or higher in five of those seven seasons in pass blocking. Now, for reference, only one, two, three guys per year have grades that high um, in the NFL. And Matt Burke, in his final years, was putting up 80s. A phenomenal value pick in the sixth round out of an Ivy League school, Harvard, and the Vikings absolutely nailed it. He played 210 games in his career. So again, tapping into that value, 
1998 draft pick, Matt Burke, in the sixth round. 1998. So he was a rookie next to Todd Stussy and Randall McDaniel playing next to a Hall of Famer. I think it was David Dixon, Corey Stringer. What a unique offensive line during that magical 98 run. Yeah, phenomenal pick. You can't ask for a better value pick in the sixth round to get a future Hall of Fame center. That's outstanding. Uh, we are two-fifths of the way through our list really quickly before our top three. Remind you that this show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want the sugar and the calories, you got to try the best pro uh, best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built Bar. Why is it so good? Well, it's low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein, and yet 100% real chocolate, amazing flavors, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, coconut puff, and you can get them easily. Just go to the pharmacy section at Walmart or Sam's Club, pick up the four-bar box or the more robust 13-bar box, or go online to Built.com and get some of their specialty flavors. Built good and good for you. Built Bars. Get a pack today. We've reached the top three top Vikings draft picks of all time. Luke Inman, number three. And number three on my list, Sam. Maybe I'm a little biased with this one because unlike some of the others, this guy only played eight years for the Vikes. Plus, the breakup at the end, things kind of got a little ugly. But for those eight years, the things Randy Moss did on the field, the way he brought the entire state of the Vikings fans together across the entire country, across the entire world almost – there was nobody like him, and he literally changed the game and how we look at the wide receiver position. 17 touchdowns his rookie season. The guy was just absolute lightning in a bottle every single Sunday, and we may never, ever see a better deep ball pass catcher like him ever again. Every kid wanted to emulate him in the backyard, and the guy even turned his last name, Sam, into a verb. You got mossed. That's yeah. how you know he's the GOAT wide receiver in NFL history. And again, part of some Vikings lore with that magical 98 run and some other phenomenal fun seasons with Culpepper, Carter, Drake Reed, uh, Robert Smith, some of the best offensive statistical seasons in NFL history. He's the reason I got into football as a kid, Sam. And it's crazy to think without him landing in purple, I don't know where I'd be or what I'd be doing with my life right now. Number three greatest pick in Vikings history for me. Thank you, Denny Green, for pulling the trigger. And again, another great lesson. Why you always, always, always draft for value and talent, not for positional need. Yeah, uh, he may or may not appear on my list at some point here. But my number three is a player that if you listed off the top five Vikings of the glory years back in the 70s, you probably don't name this guy. And yet, I think he's extremely deserving of the Ring of Honor. He's not in it yet. Bobby Bryant. Mm. Bobby Bryant. 13 years as a Viking, Luke. 13 years. It's a healthy career. 161 games. 57 interceptions, if you include the postseason. You know how many interceptions Paul Krause had with the Vikings? Again, Paul Krause had more with the Giants. Paul Krause with the Vikings, Luke. 56 interceptions, if you include postseason. So Bobby Bryant actually one-ups the interception king, Paul Krause, with 57 Vikings interceptions. That's a number that nobody talks about. 14 fumble recoveries over his 13 years. Deserves the ring of honor. Over a decade with the team. Part of the glory years. Not talked about enough. 
and Bobby Bryant was a seventh round pick. Now, again, the draft was longer at that time, but Bobby Bryant, seventh round pick in 1967, that's value and that's production right there. He's my number three. I love it. Going deep in the well. Love that stat about Paul Krause and the interceptions matching up with the Vikings specifically. Some great safeties in Vikings history. I thought about Harrison Smith on the list, Joey Browner. You talk about Paul Krause, and now you bring up Big Bobby there. Number two on my list, Sam, Stephon Diggs. And you're probably thinking, hold up, Luke. How in the world do you got Diggs over Moss here? I got Moss at three, Diggs at two. Well, this is the top five draft picks of Vikings history all time. And so you got to think about what the team got out of that draft pick they used. What was the total net of operations? And so when you're not only able to find a special talent like Diggs in the fifth round, pick 146, a guy who would go on, by the way, to give us arguably the greatest moment in Vikings history with the Minneapolis miracle with the 146 pick in the draft. And then, and this is where all the value comes in, you turn around, you trade that man for a haul of draft picks in which, in turn, you then draft Justin Jefferson, who has already turned out to be one of the greatest players in the entire NFL, countless records, including many by Randy Moss in just three years. The value they produced from that one late fifth-round pick was so monumental from just a net game perspective, and they got their value back from that one pick exponentially if that 146 pick was a stock right that thing at the time was worth pennies on the dollar and now they've ultimately they've turned that into a hundred shares of tesla or apple (laughs) over the course of seven eight years so again it's getting the most out of your investment and the value of the overall draft pick and how they not only got five great years out of stevon diggs got a true number one weapon Plenty of great moments there. Plenty of fun Sundays with Diggs. But then coupled that into getting Justin Jefferson, who it's still too early to tell, I know, but certainly will be not just on this list someday, but fighting for the top spot in the NFL. This continues the way he has done it in a Vikings uniform thus far. If you go back and redo the draft of 2020, Justin Jefferson's probably a top two pick, maybe three. Joe Burrow one. You could argue Justin Herbert, quarterback, more important position, maybe two. Justin Jefferson's going top three. And the Vikes got that from pick 146 in the 2015 draft. When you think about it like that, that is truly incredible. And it all started again with Stephon Diggs in the fifth round. And that's why I think he should be viewed as the number two draft pick in Vikings history. Not for what he was in a vacuum, but what he netted the Vikings from just sheer value perspective. What do you think about that, Sam? Oh, tremendous argument for it. Because again, I, I was thinking, well, he only hung around for five years. But if you follow the trail, mm-hmm. he has led to nine years now going into 2023 of elite receiver play. Mm-hmm. That That's a great case for Stefan Diggs at number two. So I respect it. And obviously a fifth round pick, excellent value there. Um, I'm going to go back to your number three for my number two, Randy Moss. And I, I think that, you know, again, I haven't really been favoring first round picks on my list, but with Moss, you had to to stare some red flags in the face and still make that pick. Um, small college, you know, was his production valid? Would it hold up in the NFL? Off field issues, not able to make it work for for Notre Dame and Florida State, and ended up at Marshall because of some off the field stuff. He was a transformational player in the NFL changed the game forever, changed what offenses looked like, 
And mention this too, Luke. The Vikings had to look at their current roster and say, we've got Chris Carter, we've got Jake Reed. They could have easily said, we don't need it. We don't need another receiver. It doesn't make sense. But they made the pick anyway in a league that didn't often prioritize having a deep wide receiver room. Mm. And they got arguably the greatest receiver in NFL history. And that leaves number one. I'm dying to hear who your number one is. I can't even remember who you sent me on the list. Uh, give it to me. Who's number one? I'll keep it short and sweet. There's only been two defensive players in NFL history to win the NFL MVP. Think about how many unbelievable defensive seasons we've seen. Aaron Donald, just for example, most recently. Darrell Revis in his prime, things like that. The only two guys to win an MVP on the defensive side of the ball, Lawrence Taylor and Allen Page, 12 seasons with the Vikes, five All-Pro awards, nine Pro Bowls, 108 and a half sacks, Hall of Famer, the Vikings found with the 15th overall pick in 1967. And again, the only reason I have him, number one, over Diggs in that trade with Justin Jefferson, Allen Page was the pillar of the greatest teams in Vikings history. He was the catalyst, along, of course, with guys like Carl Eller and some others, to bring the Vikings to four Super Bowls during his peak and was part of just so many phenomenal Vikings teams during his run in purple. Now, if JJ can bring the Vikes to the promised land someday, I'll probably be forced to swap those out. But for now, Alan Page, for me and my money, greatest Viking draft pick mm -hmm. of all time. So tough though, Sam. Uh, Harrison Smith, Joey Browner, Keith Millard, Chris Coleman. It's just insane. Yeah, Alan Page, he gets the nod for me at number one. Yeah, you, you want to talk about Alan Page's impact. Yesterday, I'm driving home from, from a restaurant, Pizzeria Lola, over in South Minneapolis. I go by Minneapolis Washburn, and there's right on, on I think, one of, their, one of their schools on that campus, Justice Page, whose name Incredible. is on the school. That's Alan Page, who had yeah. an unbelievable you know, career as a judge after his football career. Uh, what a guy. What a player. That's great, number one. So my and and before we get to mine, here's your top five visually, so people can see it: Peterson, Eller, Moss, Diggs, Page. You got three offense, two defense, couple wide receivers, couple pass rushers, running back. It's a good mix. Uh, several different eras there represented. So I looked a lot on my list at weighted approximate value. That's a Pro Football Reference stat that attempts to boil down a player's career to one number. So for reference, Adrian Peterson, he's a 101 for his career. And that takes into account um, largely production. Longevity is a big part of it too. Uh, Everson Griffin was a, a 66. Um, Randall McDaniels, a 129. Randy Moss, 124. The highest WAV of any Vikings draft pick ever at 148 was Fran Tarkenton. Imagine this, Luke. It is your first ever draft. So you kind of need a quarterback. You need to nail your quarterback. So in the third round, not the first, not the second, the third round, the Vikings go and get arguably the greatest quarterback of his era and the greatest quarterback from a longevity standpoint. And you have to wait it for, for the era, right? I mean, he's not going to do the things accuracy-wise that, that Kirk Cousins could do. He's not going to throw a deep ball like Randall Cunningham could do. But for his era, hard to find a guy better. Fran Tarkenton, a 148 in WAV, 
led the Vikings to four Super Bowls, and they found him in the third round in their first ever draft in 1961. So he's my top draft pick of all time. Obviously, tough to argue. Here's why I play devil's advocate, and I didn't include him in my top five, and I'll probably be in the minority on this. He got off to a rocky start. Team didn't even make the playoffs during his first six seasons with the Vikes until he returned from New York after a five-year stint. So for me, it's not necessarily the draft pick. It's the fact that they were able to go re-sign him and get him back after he played for New York. Because after New York and once he came back after that little five-year stint, you're right. Then they went on that crazy run. It's crazy to think how far along he was, by the way, in his career by the time he really got cooking and brought Mm -hmm. the team to four Super Bowls from 73 to 78, I want to say somewhere in that range. But for me, the draft pick itself, just because it got off to such a rocky start, no playoffs at all, to me, it's not so much the draft pick itself. It's the fact that the organization in front office was smart enough to say, hey, we should have never let this guy go. We got to go get him back. That's the real hero, I think, behind the scenes for me. That's the only reason I left him off the list. Otherwise, though, yes, certainly could justify not only being on the top five, but probably being the number one. You're right. It, that's the beauty of the list. So many ways to look at it. I bet Fran Tarkenton took a lot of crap on Twitter in 1971. <laughs> like when, when the when the Vikings got him back, they're like, he's an under 500 quarterback. You're right. never We're doing this win again. This guy again. Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> They'll never go to a Super Bowl. <laughs> the The chat rooms were ablaze with Fran Tarkenton's slander back in the early 1970s. Uh, again, here's my top five. Griffin Burke, Bobby Bryant, Randy Moss, and Fran Tarkenton. We only had one overlap, Luke. Randy Moss was our only overlapping player. That's how difficult this list was to put together. Comment below. What do you think of the top five list? Best draft pick of all time. And will the Vikings add to it tonight? On draft night, will Quasi uh, get somebody legendary on the team? Probably won't find out for, for a few years, but Luke Inman and I will have it covered every step of the way. Reaction after every round. Check us out on YouTube, Locked on Sports Minnesota. Please subscribe there for all the coverage. For Luke, I'm Sam. It's been another Minnesota Sports Rankum, the show that settles debates and starts new ones on Locked on Sports Minnesota. So long.